You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. And this is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. So, my nephew was in here a little bit ago. I'm not, I'm not announcing myself again. This is ridiculous. And he was in here with my sister, and he was saying how he had something about Detroit. What What was it he had to fly through Detroit or something? Um, I don't know. I was paying yeah. attention. Yeah. You were, because we made fun of you. You said... You said Detroit, and I said it's an art, art happening place. Yeah, you place. jumped in. I said it wasn't even a real city anymore. It was like Pluto. Yeah. And you said, yeah, it was such a great art place. I said, you should go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to explain to your sister why you're so mean to me. Cause you're I said, we always warm it up for the podcast. No. That's his vocal stretches. Yeah. <laughs> I use that as an excuse. Just firing insults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's Michael? <laughs> me, 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 me. <laughs> me, 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 Michael's a dumbass. At home, he has a picture, a picture of me. <laughs> That's right. It's like one of them Steelers toilet seats. <laughs> Just Michael's face. <laughs> anyway. Cleveland steamers. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. What are we doing? Let's just talk. We're about podcasting, yeah. like we normally do. Happy St. Patrick's Day, even though it's probably like a week later. Is everyone yeah. wearing green? I am. I got severely got pinched this morning when I left work. Oh my! Severely yeah. pinched. Yeah. It's a good thing you work in a hospital. Did all of... I went straight to triage. Did all of Seth's angels pinch his bottom? (laughs) Not all of them. Okay, so... What are we doing? What are we talking about? Pick a category. Oh, right into it. Kong. Kong. You are going to tell me everything I don't know? Or I'm going to blow your head off? This planet doesn't belong to us. Ancient species owned this earth long before mankind. I spent 30 years trying to prove the truth. Monsters exist. Kong, Kong start with Kong. Kong, 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 Kong. <laughs> okay, only two of us saw it. Michael saw it. He's going to tell you how the only way to see it is how. An IMAX. Yes, because anyone that sees an IMAX movie... That's all they can talk about. That's that's the the only way to do it. It's like the Fight Club. You've seen IMAX movies before, right? Nope. First IMAX movie ever. And describe the the experience. I want want to know everything that was great about it. It is the polar opposite of Fight Club, but... (laughs) <laughs> Talk about it. It was big. Wow! Because you have this. Wait a minute. I can't. I can't say that next slide at all. Now, um, that's something you just bleep out. Anyway, uh, it was ginormous. Ginormous. <laughs> it was mammoth. It was Vaguely. supersized. 
it was the only way to see a monster movie because you got the whole entire scope of this big giant creature looking down at you puny little human and it's the only way you should ever watch this movie so how were the effects did it look Oh yeah, they, they were look good. I mean, it looked CGI. Everything looked three. I thought Kong looked pretty realistic the whole entire time. Other than as the far as the giant ape, yeah. As far well, as enormous monkeys go, you know. I mean, you got to have. Wasn't like the kind of Kong that you're like would climb a skyscraper. He's like something would climb him. Well, they he's said really he was still big. he he was still growing, so he's not King Kong he is status. Still growing. Yeah, you don't remember that? There was a line in there. He said he's like he's still a baby. He's there's growing. a lot of lines in there. It is a it is. Go on, tell us, tell me about it. Well, I I, I don't I, wanna... I will say because I, I have a feeling that you didn't like it nearly as much as I did. Well, there's no way you've been going yeah. on and on about it. But one thing that I do point out: if this story was set in any other time period, I don't think it would been received as well as it's being received. I think that led a lot to the story structure that would be more a lot of plot holes otherwise that they were able to fill in with, you know, the Vietnam era. It, uh, I, don't, so I don't know what you meant by that. Big Monkey's always kind of been popular no matter what era it's been in. It's, I mean, in the 1930-whatever movie hmm. was pretty popular but i what i mean is like from the character like the character standpoints of making the story more plausible and why they were acting the way they were mm. um i'm not sure anybody's going to that movie to make it plausible well like you know you're going in to watch a giant monkey for the that's it was good i it was good like it was for what it was i mean this was a b movie monster mm-hmm. movie ridiculous like and the effects like as far as what looked real and didn't you know whatever it not it didn't look real because it was monsters it was a big monkey and weird but yeah creatures. there's sometimes some real I know flat CGI that I wasn't I didn't have I wouldn't wouldn't have anything to complain about mm-hmm. as far as I guess no it looked good it looked good and there was a scene after scene of really well just exciting monster stuff I mean Kong stuff I don't have any complaints about yeah it's not a deep <clears throat> No, no don't. So they didn't no. like make you wait an hour to see Kong for the first no, time. Like, no, no, teasing uh, things that just sort of went no, on. no, no. They definitely did. They did the. They, just they did not throwing monsters at you. It was like Kong upside your face. There was yeah. There was. They definitely did not. You didn't get that. Like oh, there's an arm. What's mm-hmm. that? You know, they didn't mess around like Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, is barely in Godzilla. Right. <laughs> yeah, but this was def- you know totally different, and it's just like. Tons of great scenes, but you know we can't, I can't point out. It. I don't want to like ruin it. You should see yeah. it. It was good. I I think it is. Did you best it would be best? What's on the, the guy's name that maybe. was in it from Step Brothers? What's his name? John C. Riley. Yeah. yeah. Do you think he, was, he was an added addition to it? Like he oh, made yeah, it yeah. a better movie? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he did a good job. He played a quirky character. That would, you know, said some ridiculous things and. I like my monkeys in a tuxedo t-shirt. <laughs> George Lucas. George was Lucas. <laughs> Sounds crazily like. I only do one Rose. voice, okay? <laughs> <laughs> now the only off-putting part I had was the, um, actor that plays Loki. I don't know his yeah. name either. Tom, Tom Hiddleston. There was a couple scenes that was a little too, 
I'm the hero. Michael, everybody in that movie had no business being in that movie. <laughs> it, it, that was my biggest complaint. Okay. It's like, you... People start out, they're stars or whatever, and they do these art movies and things like Brie Larson sticks out big time to me in this. She did like Room and Spectacular Now and Short Term 12 and won an Oscar last year for her role in just like these heartfelt movies. And now she's the, just the chick with the fair faucet hair in this movie. Mm. Like it's, she's cashing a check. Yeah. And I don't begrudge her or any of these people, but John Goodman was just, Playing any role from a Transformers movie, <laughs> he he, you know he was tons of exposition. I'm here to do this and da da da, and you know it's just like it. Every everybody's role was like was like that. Samuel L. Jackson was bent on you know he's the war daddy. You know, continuing the mission. Yeah, he's he's just like he was. They were all fine, yeah. but they were way overcast for what they were doing. Tom Hiddleston's like the British special forces guy they go find in a bar and it's, but he, I can't remember anything he did except the gas scene, you know. He's a tracker! That, he tracked. There is one scene. <laughs> How hard is King Kong to find? Right, right, right. There are literally huge, deep footprints everywhere. And he'll find you, you know. But, do you remember that, that great, great, beautiful scene with the, Gas, the green gas, and the samurai sword. Yes, that's awesome. You know yeah. that kind of stuff littered through the movie is great. But these people had no business being there. It was just wasted. It was really stuck out it's, to say they had nothing. To, you didn't care about anybody in the movie except maybe John C. Riley. It's just a fun movie, right? Yeah, that's don't, all it I'm, is. I don't mean to like. I don't mean any of this like against the movie, really. For what and this, it was. The, like, watching this movie takes me back to watching all those King Kong, or King, not King Kong, but all those Godzilla movies as a kid. That, they yeah. were just fun to watch. Like, yeah, this is It wasn't movie. any thought-provoking, like, metaphysical, like, yeah. blow-your-head-up kind of stuff. It just stuff. weird to see these people that can do that kind yeah. of stuff not doing any of it. What kind of budget did this movie have? It must have been huge. Uh, 185 mil, I think. Bananas alone. I mean, yeah. Come on. Yeah, because they because I think it was like 186 million because they made 60 some million the first weekend, and they were talking about it was being such a hit or something like that. Wow, because uh, they were comparing it towards the numbers of Logan, and Logan was shot on a very small budget. So compare Logan's the real winner here. But I love the movie; I thought it was great. I it told everyone to go fun. see it in IMAX. It's I the thought, only way to see it. Yeah, I thought that it was a little slow in the center of the movie. There was like some dead time there where I was bored for a little bit, but for the most part, I definitely recommend as far as if you like these kind of, you know, a big monster movie, this now, pays off. My, my question to you, and trying yeah. not to give anything away here, when they were talking about a certain bad guy that was down somewhere, did you not think it was a certain lizard creature that we're familiar with? Did you... Stay after the credits? Yes, yes. I, I know, but I mean, during that movie and that part, like, it seemed like that's what yeah, they're alluding to. Godzuki? Godzuki, yeah. I don't even remember them, did, half the stuff they said, because it was... So you guys stayed after the credits, did you, yes. to see, did yes. it list the, the other, like, Toho monsters? 
It sh- there's an after credit scene is what we're talking about. There's Which okay. you can actually watch on YouTube right now. They already have mm-hmm. it up. Well, yeah, I'm so sure. No, I was talking about, about the actual credits. Like, I had heard or read that they had listed several other of the Toho companies. Oh, I don't yeah, know. They're, they're, in there. Yeah, they're in the credits there. Like, okay. there's, I think there's three of them maybe okay. or something like that. But it was a, It's a good, fun movie yeah, to go There watch. are like, plenty of... Great things, visual mm-hmm. things in that movie, like totally worth it. I, but I, I would totally rank this above the last Transformers movie by far. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's well, a, yeah. But it still is. Kind what about of, the last? It still is kind of a Transformers movie. You know, I disagree because I'm so uh, mad at the Transformers well, yeah, franchise I mean, right now. Is it better than the last King Kong movie they did with oh, uh, Jack Black and? To me, Trump? yeah. Go ahead. Yes, because I find that movie boring as hell. Yeah, that movie is two hours too long. Yes, mm-hmm. it's too long, but it's not. I think people remember it worse than it is. Yeah, I remember. I remember visually being I a very pretty movie, yeah. very noir and to New me, York City, and it's just like that. Superman Returns. It's a love letter to the original property. Yeah. It's yeah, but I don't like Superman Returns. This is better. I do. This is better because it's like it has a lot to do with how long it is. This is just a fun movie. Don't, so you can't go in there wanting what I want. <laughs> I seem yeah. to want. From do you walk out now? expecting there to be another King Kong movie, this, or, or is this, this going to spawn what they're a whole doing. universe? This is what they're they, they've been setting up for the last couple of years. Is Universal yeah. wants all their monsters cross my to finger. be to be what? Everybody else is doing with the properties they own. Mothra. I haven't seen the 2014 Godzilla, but this did make me want to go back and watch that. Mm -hmm. I saw it. I thought it was good. This is better. Is that the one with Brian Cranston? Yeah, and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm -hmm. Kick ass. Because I still have a bad taste in my mouth from the the American-produced Godzilla from years ago. That was so horrible. Yeah, This is a super fun movie. Definitely, if you like, there's just so so much to see. So it's really visual, but don't you're not gonna have anything to think too hard about. Yeah, that's for sure. Which is fine. Yeah, it wasn't trying to be anything else. So in other words, it was awesome. That's that. There you go. It was King Kong, awesome. I mean, man, I'd like to. Talk. <laughs> huh? There was some really crazy, amazing things they did in there. Yeah. Like. Uh, so, you know, I wish we could <laughs> talk about them, but, like, you, things you wouldn't see. You know, she's the damsel, basically, sure. you know. I mean, well, it's she, King Kong movie. Yeah, there has to be a girl that he makes there some sort of connection with. plenty of Easter eggs, too, to mm. so many different things. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, the way he treats her, like, I'm just going to, you know... When he, you know, how they all, he always holds the girl in his hand. Yeah. He's got that delicate You remember touch. what he does? Like anyone who's seen the movie. Yes. When he has her in his yeah. hand. It's just so over the top. Amazing. <laughs> like, they really stepped it up. We, we, we can't talk about it. Kyle loves this movie. No. He does love it. No, halfway through I was bored to death. <laughs> well, you didn't see it in IMAX. I, I know. You could, you, that's all you, I thought was, I'm going to have to hear how freaking great it <laughs> yeah. was in IMAX, and that's why I don't like it as well as that. 
Now you mentioned Transformers a minute ago. Have you? Did you guys get to see the latest Transformers? I don't know. Five? Do you got a problem with fighting like a girl? <laughs> I am con- that trailer. Every trailer they put out for that has just confused the hell out of me. I can't make heads or tails of what this movie is going to be. I feel like the one after this is going to be Mask. Okay, why? Because of the use of technology from the last one and how they were learning how to build their own Transformers. Well, that's what they did in the comics. And this one seems like it's set a little bit further down the road and things are becoming more dystopian and... There's all these, like, renegades running around, Transformers. I don't know if they're Decepticons or whatever. Or the Knights or... There's too much going on. There is too much going on. Because my understanding is it's going to have, like, multiple timelines, right? That's what it looked like to me. We've seen uh, footage of, like... Just like the last one that opened up in Dino Age. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie was present day, which in the trailer looks like... It had the um, Dinobots in right. it, and maybe, like, I guess that's that girl is, like, Ray from Star Wars, and that's their BB-8. What are we talking about? <laughs> Transformers cut. The Last Night oh, has okay. put out a new, or a second trailer. Mm. And don't worry, Mark, Mark Wahlberg's in it. Well, of course Mark Wahlberg's <laughs> in it. We couldn't get Shia, La- Shia LaBeouf. I would take Shia so LaBeouf over Marky Mark. The next best Martin. thing. Well, of course we would. <laughs> and that's like saying a lot. Of course we would. So I was just wondering. I, I can't make heads or tails. I want. I kind of want to see it. Makes me mad because I, I I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be like a true. Cliff t- loves Transformers <laughs> movies. That's right. I'm gonna be like a total nerd. I'm gonna go to whine and complain and moan this whole entire time. I'll still go out and watch it at the theater, and I'll probably will still. Michael hate and it. I have watched a couple of Transformers movies together. Like, like you still end up there somehow. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you just don't. It's Next. just it's just something to go listen to people eat popcorn to. You know. Next time IMAX. Oh man! Oh, that is it. Best Transformers movie ever. I hope that's how I die. Well, guys, if you want to do it up right, you have to go to Ray Ray's before you go watch the movie. Okay. The best Indeed. barbecue that you'll ever have. <laughs> Ray Ray. He is the barbecue. <laughs> the last Jedi. Ray Ray, the barbecue that's why, plur- that's why it's plural. <laughs> it's Ray and it, is a, it is a food truck that has the best barbecue. I'll have one quarter portion. <laughs> bingo. Well done. It's McBingo. <laughs> okay, let's move on to something else. So since we're in movies... Do you guys heard some something about a Venom movie? October. 5th. Everyone is Venom. Yeah, October. Yeah, <laughs> we, we heard. This we don't like the movie. Twenty eighteen. So yeah, Venom only. No yeah, Spider-Man. like it's a Venom. Well, I don't I'm know, gonna love it. it. It's a standalone Venom movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of more asking. Going to have anything <laughs> to do with Spider-Man? Yeah, I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of yeah, information they said, about it. Yeah, like Tom Holland wouldn't be in it. It would just yeah. be Venom. Wow. But, like, Deadpool, like, is that how they're going to play this? Well, that's what one thing I was wondering. Is this going to be the next, next rated R How movie? can you do Venom without Spider-Man? Yeah, I don't Who's know. doing the movie? Do we know which studio? Is this a be Sony? Sony. They have Spider-Man rights. They have yeah, rights to Sinister Six and Venom. and mm-hmm. So it had to be Sony-related. Well, did anybody see the rumor? 
Have you seen the trailer for the movie that comes it's, out this month? There was Life. a prequel to Venom. It's very... They're what? using the whole split me- mentality. That's why people are thinking like this. But there's a movie called Life. There's been trailers out. I think it comes out this coming week or something with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds, Rebecca Ferguson. But they're oh, the up, space movie. Up in space. Yes. And they're messing with some sort of alien oh, life form. And it's, and it's like this little threads of stuff. And it yes. you know, grows. And... White. And they, it's not black. It's white. Is it white? What's that got to do with anything? In in the symbiote, it can be any. Well, the anti symbiote's white. You lost me. But can it change to look like any anything? Yeah, it's like changed into a. So what they're trying to say? This is a prequel to Venom. Well, that's that could be. Somebody came up with that thought. (laughs) They thought they have a better opening weekend. Yeah. But one, the, only clue, the only clue that made it have a little bit of legs was in the trailer for that Life movie, there's a crowd shot that is from Spider-Man 3, I believe. The movie with Venom. So hmm. Wow. It's, it is the same crowd shot. I saw them back side by side. Now, it's... Oh, for grace in Now, the only way that I'm going to buy that is if one of those astronauts are named after J.J. Jonasson's son. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought, I, I've heard that it's been debunked since then, but I really like the theory just because of that clip. They, they use, they probably just use stock footage, yeah. but it's from <laughs> a Spider-Man movie and People are talking about this. But there's also, you know, what, how, why would they do that and have Ryan Reynolds in it? He's in this universe as Deadpool, you know. Well, if they're going right. to do that, they might as well have what's-his-face reprise his role as Eddie Brock from the last Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie. Topher. That who was? Topher Grace. Topher Falfa okay, anyway. Grace. Yeah, apparently um, the Venom movie is supposed to have Carnage in it also. So... According to cinemablend.com. There was the South by Southwest film festival this past weekend and they showed Baby Driver, which is that Edgar Wright movie we were talking about, which I'm anticipating more now, but it got a lot of people liked it, but that's the one where the guy, it's like a getaway driver and the, it'll be like a big music video by Edgar Wright. You know, that just sounds good. The guy's got tinnitus or something. He listens to music all the time, you know. And he's a sounds familiar, except for I don't drive. So he listens to music, drown out the ringing in his ears, and basically the whole movie is to this soundtrack. Nice. And he was saying, I saw he he kind of screwed himself up because he made a video many years ago. I don't remember the band's name. But it was the same premise. It was like, this isn't a prequel to Baby Boss? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Or Drive? I thought we were like driving the Baby Boss to his baby job. The, no, the guy, the, the kid's name is Baby. They call, call him Baby, and he's the driver. I'm so confused. And then there's like criminals like John Hamm, and I forget who else is in it. But anyway, there was a music video that Edgar Wright filmed years ago, kind of based on this idea. And like... The singer of the band in the video is stopped at like a bank, and the guys get out to go rob the bank. He, he's like, "How long is it going to take you?" And they 
tell him how long so he picks a song that length and then just sings it in the car until they come out at the end of the video. Hmm. It was kind of neat. He's like, that would have been the opening of my movie, except I already did it. Oh. Uh, yeah. And Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is confirmed. Oh, really? By James Gunn. He said, of course we're doing Huge surprise another. there. Yeah. So, Guardians 2, Infinity War. Infinity War, whatever, 2, whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, whatever that the one is. The next one. And Probably then Guardians 3. Probably. Awesome. And Captain America is shooting... Captain America is shooting... <laughs> Chris Evans is shooting back-to-back um, two Captain America movies also? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You tell me. I don't think you have that right. I heard something well, yeah, like I he's... he said he was done after... I heard he was... Yeah, he's only contracted for a couple more movies, and I think it's just the two Avengers movies. I think there's another... Maybe I maybe it was in a dream, but I could have sworn that okay. this, I, I was like reading this. something where right? he was talking about being done with Captain America because how much it's tearing up his body and but at the same time yeah, it was alluding to uh I don't know, it just seemed like there was more to it, but I could have sworn that he said that he was shooting a cap maybe shooting a Captain America movie also back on top of the two Avenger movies at the same well, time. Well, they're shooting those back to back. Yeah. The Avengers. I think he's shooting one more Captain America okay, movie. Great. If they had announced that, I think we'd all. I feel like I would have heard uh, that, but I'm, no. I'm, I'll take it. Is it a dream? Batman, of course, pushed back, being rewritten totally from scratch, whatever that. And right on par with Warner Brothers. Man of Steel 2. Matthew Vaughn. That gave me hope. That's what that stands for. Yeah. <laughs> that gave me some serious hope. Because also, I could have dreamt it, but I'm pretty sure I read it, is because of his involvement with Days of Future Past versus Apocalypse, you could see how his input would change a movie. I saw Henry uh, Cavill had signed on to do a Mission Impossible Six. movie. He's yeah. in that, yeah. Did yeah. anybody watch The Man from Uncle he was in? Nope. 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 Him and okay. Army Hammer. Hmm. I didn't see it, no. But anyway, Matthew Vaughn did Kick-Ass, Kingsman, Secret Service, X-Men First Class, Stardust. I mean, he's got a good track record, so. I pray to the comic gods that he gets something right with Man of Steel, because so angry. Do you guys hear anything about a Matrix reboot? I hear it's reloaded, rebuffed, remixed. <laughs> I didn't click on it. <laughs> it's time on. to redo the Matrix. Is it? Would it yeah. just how disregarding any news? Would what, how does that make you feel inside? <laughs> Old. <laughs> Depends on whether or not I can see it in the IMAX. Yeah. Because I was a super nerd when that came out, the very first one. I like bought into that hardcore. I was up on the message boards trying to figure <laughs> out if I was in you the reality. In the was in the Matrix. If I was yeah. part of it, or he was doing research for that movie. He was movie idea. He had drugs may have been involved. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that everything has to be remade, rebooted, reborn, reloaded. It's like. Not everything has to, I mean, well, I what, what they say, Jurassic Park is 
all about how great things don't have to be remade. And, this, was, and there's like five sequels to that. That movie was so of its time. Mm. That late 90s Y2K fear, like technology is just ramping up. Like It's a very different world right now. And The Matrix, like it just tapped into something we were all attuned with in those right. late 90s. And I, I, you know, if you tap into something we're dealing with now, great. But I don't see that well, happening. I just either. imagine how confusing in 30 years it's going to be for for us as consumers. If we're to still watch, alive. Yeah, to watch channels like... TCM and AMC because the movies that are going to be on there will have like will have like fifteen newer versions. Yeah. What are they going to show? They uh, anyway. The uh, I I read today channels in the future. Yeah. We'll <laughs> be streaming right into your brain on yeah. YouTube. Whatever you say, Neo. They uh, I read that the right the guy the writing this script or whatever said that's not a reboot. Like everybody's flipping out. It's did you ever hear that Animatrix? Yes, okay. that's what awesome. What is that? Tell me that. The it was a animated movie of I think it was like eight digital shorts by different animators of their vision of the Matrix. Hmm. Um, Stories in the Matrix. Yeah, basically. one was like done by the guys that did Eon Flux. Uh, there was a my favorite one was there was a history of the machines of how it all came to the Matrix like it was like a almost like a prequel to the Matrix. I knew you would know this. It's it's really well done. Well, anyway, that's what he's saying. It's just another. Think of it more like that. It's going to be some other some type of Matrix story. Matrix you know? five point Yeah. So don't. It's not. They're not trying to start it over. It's just another story. So don't go on the message boards and complain. Right. <laughs> Michael. That's right. I saw Dan Trachtenberg. His first movie was Ten Cloverfield Lane this past year. He's got another movie. The next movie he's working on is called Space Race. So, wait, what's that about, Michael? It's like Laugh Olympics, but space. <laughs> They're racing to your race. <laughs> <laughs> I love when this stuff sneaks up on him. <laughs> Uh, don't go don't go to Detroit stay here okay I'm such a juvenile sometimes that was great so so like we're saying this could totally be a movie about the space race but more than likely it's what Michael's saying I'm more bored with his story. Yeah. Some sort of ridiculous race in space. I like that idea. Well, like, they had that comic. I don't know if it's still out, but it was like the, um, oh, the cartoon. Wacky Racers. Yeah, Wacky Races, but it was like meets Ma- Mad Max. Yeah, post apocalyptic. So I could see something like that. That'd be cool. Hmm. You know, like, spaceships blowing up and them having wacky gadgets to sling shoot each other around the moon. <laughs> okay. I want to see this movie now. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you want to do now? Okay. Animation. <laughs> There's now nothing when, about animation, when is there? Jordan suggested it last week. Was it was a great idea because we had lots of animation news. I don't, I don't have any. I don't either. I just threw what it What do you there. bring that up for? Because I like animation. <laughs> Well, okay. don't put the drop in there and confuse everyone again. Cause you've done that before. <laughs> Michael's like, animation, you do the drop. We're like, we got nothing. Moving on. 
that's that's TV. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Oh, yeah. You have failed this city. Run, Barry, run. Marvel and DC on TV. I am Supergirl. What's your name, darling? Agent Jobless. TV. Jordan, you've been keeping up on history of comedy. No, because every... <laughs> I was like, don't lie to me and tell me you have. No, every Thursday night, some new allegation of... Uh, uh, exactly. Our president screws it up every Thursday. <laughs> There's news too important that we can actually watch this show. That's like, what Donald Trump does not want us to know the history of comedy. Yeah. Because he keeps things There's some sort, sort of secret there. Make CNN preempt the history of comedy. Yeah, they never made it past... I saw three episodes, and then they've never been able to show the fourth episode. Hmm. For weeks now. Wow. To be concluded. Because there's just always breaking news on CNN. Yeah. Um, you watch any of the new HBO shows? Did you see that Pete Holmes show, Crashing? I don't have HBO Where they tickle Pete Holmes? Yes. Yeah. Every show on HBO, but it's about tickling. Yeah, it's so successful. It's the Tickle Network. Anyway, Pete I Holmes, like Pete comedian. Holmes. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, got a show called Crashing. It's on Sunday night after Girls, and it's pretty good. Oh yeah, he was on uh, Chris Hardwick's Nerdist the other. That's day. why I'm yeah, guessing he was pro- promoting that. That's that's right. And then there's that other there's that other show. Uh, I think it's called Big Little Lies. Is that right? Yes, Big Little Lies with like Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. and. I've seen the previews to that. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's better than I thought it was going to be. I like it. I like all these big stars um, doing other things besides. Just movies. Mm. Yeah, well, TV is uh, has elevated to oh, yeah. the same you know level as movies. Well, really, if you, if you can't get in the cast of King Kong, you got to go to TV. <laughs> yeah, she and, aged out of that role. So, and I'm happy to report, I finally got to watch an episode of This Is Us, and I did not cry. Thankfully. Well, I was going to mention, and hopefully, we would bring up our female listenership. If we just talked about This Is Us for a minute or two. I don't like, I like, I actually feel like a child because I throw a fit every time my wife asks me to watch this because it takes, it just rips my heartstrings out of my heart and plays them like a little fiddle and I turn into a little weeping ball of. Mm, don't stop this. Emotional. Metaphor. That's awesome. <laughs> Music. I don't know. But no, it's it's just it hits too many emotions that I have buried deep that I don't care to bring up and Yeah. So you don't just need a good cry sometimes. That you just need to sit down. He's and watch. complaining that that's what happened. I know. I did that with Nashville a couple weeks ago. Really? No. I, yeah, it did. Uh, Deacon makes me cry every time. <laughs> <laughs> Deacon, when that man sheds a tear, it's just, oh, it's like a knife to the heart. Yeah, you don't need This Is Us. You've got, that's a poor man's Nashville cry. (laughs) Good country cry. (laughs) No, I caught the end of that Nashville because I was watching Sun Records, Mm. and I saw that, do we spoil Nashville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, they killed off Connie Britton, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was guessing that was the jump to a lower budget, uh... Network, they couldn't keep Connie Britton around. But it was completely blindsided. Like, nobody had any clue, like, that was going to happen. 
And but yeah, I tuned in because it went over. You know, Sun Records was coming on at ten, and this went to like ten oh five or whatever. Right. And it was like five minutes of everyone crying, and that's the only m- m- five minutes of natural I've ever seen. I was like, is that all the show is? <laughs> like you sing a song at the beginning and then cry through the end. So I wasn't quite sure. I'm like, oh wait, that's Connie Britton. She's dead. <laughs> yeah. You got five more minutes than I do on it. It's I. My wife and I have watched every episode of Nashville, and I like. I'm not even a country dude, and I like it. It's well, good. I am a country dude, and I've watched every episode of Sun Records, and it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that era. I love, you know, they've thrown in Hank Snow and all these, like, early country guys. So it's, and next episode is the one where Elvis comes in to audition. So that's, we've gone like four episodes now of Sam Phillips struggling with his imprint and not able to, you have a hit record and going for it, so it's about to it's about to all hit the fan when Elvis comes in. So, oh, so how is the acting going for? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not. None of them really look or sound like the people they are. The story is very melodramatic. Chad Michael Murray's good. He's kind of a pill popping drunkard. Uh, womanizer, you know, that sort of bad dude, but he's very charming. He, he, he must just have something for that error because he was on that Agent Carter's, that's the same kind of error. And he, the last episode, he had, he had wrecked his car and never, not come home that night. And, uh, the neighbor lady, he went up, you know, he stumbled in at, you know, nine in the morning and took a shower, slept it off. And the neighbor lady came in to, you know, the very gossipy, you know, uh, Hen. Yes, the gossipy hen from next door is like, wow, my cousin was saying this, and he kind of saw she was out there, and he walks out into the room naked. He knows she's out there, and he's like, well, it's always good to see you, darling, and like winks at her. She's like, oh, dear, and like, you know, flusters <laughs> off. <laughs> that may be the re- best review of anything we've had this week. <laughs> but yeah, it's no This Is Us, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Did we get enough... Estrogen. Was, yeah, was that out of that? I don't know. Naked Chad Michael Murray. Oh, here's a, a fun we didn't get fact. naked heroes guy or anything like that. So. Evidently, Connie Britton and Lauren Graham were were are like best friends. Like they roomed together. Oh, they were roommates back in the day. That's estrogen surplus. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, <laughs> anything Lauren Graham is up to, we need to know. We're serious. <laughs> Michael Smirky, I'm like, oh, how dare you guys make fun of the more girl. Uh, okay, American Gods, April 30th. Ooh. Is anybody caring? I want to know. I love the novel. Good? Okay. But it's been so many years since I've read it, it will be a very big surprise that's, to me, whatever happens. That's my thing, is I read it, I remember liking it, I won't say that I remember loving it, but I... Won't know if they're following it at all because I can't remember anything about it. Mm-hmm. But the cast, you know, I see. It. What Ian, Ian McShane? Be on. I want to say stars. Stars. Okay. Ian McShane as Mr. Wednesday. Jillian Anderson as Media. Crispin Glover as Mr. World. Cloris Leachman as Zoria. Kristen Chenoweth as Easter. Well, yeah, when I read it, I was in a huge Neil Gaiman phase, oh, yeah. you know, in college, Sandman. I had taken some mythology courses. I mean, this just hit my wheelhouse because it's about the battle between old gods and new ones. Because there's all these old, 
you know, pagan gods and myths, and it's a very Neil Gaiman-y. If they're not being worshipped, they lose their power. Mm-hmm. So all the new gods have taken over. The god of television and the god, of, you know, whatever money and whatever we worship in modern times. So the old gods are finally like, we're gonna take this back, and that. So it's it just hit all those sweet spots yeah. for me back in the day. So I, I hope it's as good as I remember. Hmm. So like, video killed the radio star, kind of. For yeah, sure. But there is a scene. I remember him watching a TV, and the Dick Van Dyke show is on, and he's you know learning about you know the gods of television that have mm-hmm. you know, seduced us all, and something happens, and uh, Rob Petrie slaps Laura, and like that's the most harrowing. Remember that? Well, no, but it's all. like showing you know the power yeah. of this god or whatever, and it's like. That's, that's the most harrowing thing I've ever read in a book. Of like thinking about Dick Van Dyke slapping Mary Tyler Moore, like spousal abuse between the two most wholesome characters yeah. in the world. That's that scene has stuck with me all these years. Right. Um. Anybody still watching Powerless? Yeah. Yeah. It got preempted this week. Yeah. Though. I'm it's not, not last they, week. They squeezed in the the pilot to that John Lithgow show. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that's good or bad. I don't yeah. know. I watched that last up the. Yeah, you know, the only episode we haven't talked about, I guess. Uh, another good one. Uh, Alan, it's improving. Alan Tudyk is Michael Scott. I've decided. <laughs> he's do. He's trying to do Michael Scott, and he's Those pulling are some it heavy off. Words right I'm there. just saying. You know who the best person on the show is? Is the tall blonde secretary? I agree. Yeah. yeah. She is good. Her snarky attitude yeah. carries the show. The way she talks, she almost has like a lisp, and I just. She is so funny. Every line she delivers. That's a, it's a good show. They're good dogs, Brent. Um. Well, we got left to streaming, so let's. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Cross the streams. Excuse me, Egon. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross the streams. Heat them up. Streaming. Well, so, I spent all afternoon yeah. watching Iron Fist that okay. came out today. Tell us all about it. What episode are you on? I'm on... I have finished three. Now, I heard that the... Someone said today, I, I read that, I wish the cold open to episode four was the end of the series. Well, I will say... <laughs> like, they like the way that, and then they must not like anything after it. I like the way 3 ended, so I can understand mm-hmm. or have an assumption of where it's going to start. Okay. Um, I'm on episode 6. You're on 6? Yeah. That's That's all I've been playing all day today while okay. I've been working on stuff. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't really want to spoil it. It just came out today. Um, I will say... Yeah, we just want to know if you liked it. Because yeah, a lot I, of people are trashing it. I actually do like it. Okay. It's quite a bit of a... Con- Cliffy likes it. <laughs> Cliffy <laughs> likes it. It's quite a bit of a contrast from Luke Cage, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. It's a lot... Visually, the tones, it's a lot brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, I did notice they did, like in the dojo, they worked in a... It's all green and yellow. Like the, right. the little hints in there. Yeah. Um, it's it's taken the route of some of these other Netflix shows of giving it room to breathe to bring out the characters of everyone. Like 
As far as the story goes, I feel like it is a very slow-moving story. It is. It's not as fast-paced as some of these other ones that we have seen, but it's, it is a good build-up to a really great story. Like, yeah. it's, I think it's very well done. I love the characterization of Danny Rand and how he's portrayed throughout the whole thing. I, as far I as we, I've are seen we him. in modern times? Are we yes. flashing back? Are we? It's mostly modern. Um, him coming to New York City. Okay, you so get, past the Kunlun stuff. Yes, yeah. all yeah, all that has happened. We get very um, a lot of three people, episodes in. So. A lot of people are going to compare it to Arrow. Like so <laughs> many people are going to compare compare it to Arrow that don't know the characters at all but just from a tv standpoint i mean as far as what i want what'd you say over there jordan (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh crap (laughs) the the villains aren't thus far from what i've seen aren't what they are in the other shows um which is okay um, that's what, yeah, the villains have kind of made all these right. Netflix shows, haven't they? Oh, just keep watching. Okay. Well, so far, so good with me. That's good to hear. I was yeah. trying to figure out a way to jo- work the joke in about if they had his origin story where he was bitten by a radioactive fist, but it, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't figure Guys, out to phrase it. <laughs> you're gonna love it because Larry Hama gave it two thumbs up. <gasps> Well, there you go. Two iron went, thumbs. This he is, went into it saying he want he did not want to like it, but he actually enjoyed it. If awesome. pretend friend of show Larry Hama likes it, then I like it too. Well, you just made an incredible segue, Michael. Because that's what I do. We're talking about stream. Yeah, that's what you're. That's your thing. <laughs> that's what he's known for. <laughs> uh, Netflix game. is going to change their star reviews. You have your when you watch Netflix now. There's stars. Well, that to little to Larry Hamas. Yes, they're little Larry. You give it. <laughs> you, you give it a Larry Hama <laughs> or a or a llama. If you when don't you, like it, when you look at when you're on Netflix and you see those red stars mm-hmm. there, that is not what everybody rated this movie. That's not like the consensus. That is what Netflix. That's how much they think you're going to like it, based on what you've been watching. Oh, okay. And what you've rated, but they don't know me. Yeah, they know everything about you. Uh, it's, they know what kind of toothpaste <laughs> you in the morning. They know I'm stealing their. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's the. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the Netflix algorithm. They call it. You know, I mean, those stars are how much you're going to like it, and then you kind of. So I'm like, oh, really? Well, <laughs> you know, but uh. But then why are all, when I look at it, all like the weird indie movies are like one and two stars. Which I assumed it was just people who were bored by them or didn't mm-hmm. like them. It's not that. Huh. I don't know what... I think it has a little bit to do with people that like something you like, what they rated those movies. Also, I don't know that you've watched enough stuff on there to be See, that's fully... confusing to me because I always just assumed, oh, one star must be bad. Skip over that. Well, they're saying you will think it's one star if you watch it. Okay. I don't necessarily. So why, I, their their ratings are also low when I look at it. Would yeah. you think they would skew higher trying to coach right. you to watch more stuff? Yeah, I don't fully know how it works. I know that's the intention, and I don't Netflix calls. I don't necessarily. It doesn't matter anymore because it's about oh. to change. But they, I don't, I don't agree with a lot of the ratings I see. I was like, oh, I would like that much more, and I'll rate right. some stuff here and there just to try how to help them out. Like, I've never. You just. 
if you those stars, you can it says when it'll say add to list. See, watch episode whatever. Uh, rate. That's one of your choices when you are on a movie or show. OA, five stars. Oh. Yeah, and then you go in there and just move it over and the stars turn to gold and you put it to what, however much you like. I can't say I've ever actually paid any attention yeah, to it. Well, there you go. Huh. Now, it also is different. People watch Netflix on a lot of different platforms. Right. And in a lot of different countries. Like, you may not, for all I know, you may not have the ability to rate things, mm-hmm. but I think, I bet you do. But I'll watch it on my TV at home. There are, there are movies that come out phone. that, you know, you'll have the front page of your Netflix and it'll say, well, this is the new thing. This is the right. show that's out. They're trying to get you to watch. Yeah. And there are times that I feel like something I, that I know just came out should be there or should be in new releases and but it's you, not. And I have to, to search, I have to physically, you know, yeah. go in there on my remote and search for it when it should be like, it's something that the way I rate things, it should know I want to see. That's all to do with where we live and things like that. Oh but, my God, guys, do you realize we could probably figure out his, his top 10 list by just breaking into his Netflix. <laughs> Jordan has access. <laughs> he knows He knows the password. You'd Me and Larry Hom are going to crack this case. <laughs> but anyway, they're changing it anyway. It's no longer going to be the star system. They're going strictly with a binary thumbs up, thumbs down system, which works for like Rotten Tomatoes. And zero one, zero one, one one zero. That's so. They say it'll work. It shouldn't be a whole heck of a lot different, honestly. But it's that's the new thing—a thumb system. And there was a statement by. <laughs> that was a long story to get to that. <laughs> well, that was a lot of good information. But they, uh, they one of the uh, Netflix. I, I don't mind, you know, like, Larry Hama. There are nights I get home from work and I don't want to watch a five-star Oscar-winning movie. Sure, I want to watch a three-star. This is dumb fun. Movie and Kong, like, Skull yeah, Island. so yeah, thumbs up is a you know, if it's thumbs down, it's something I would never want to watch. But there's right. a lot of variance in my yeah. thumbs up. Like, I, I recommend movies that I wouldn't say are great movies, but I enjoy right. watching them. There are that's and, and, Kong, yeah, yeah, exactly that. And there are some where I don't want to give a so much a thumb to, but rather a finger for <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> for You're sitting there watching tells us not to say stuff like that. <laughs> Which finger would you rate this movie? (laughs) Is this a ring finger? (laughs) Oh my! Anyway, I agree, and it and I don't I I have always been a fan of the binary voting system. People, some friends of mine know that they would text me. So I recently got one. How do you like Logan? A one or a zero? You know? uh, Give it a, a three finger. finger. Yeah. Ah, oh, Cliff. I saw somebody do that with some Neapolitan ice cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get on me for trying to keep it PG. Jeez. Uh, oh, that was a visual joke. <laughs> Everybody knows what we're saying. Okay. If not, go buy yourself some ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so anyway, there was a Netflix executive was talking this week about people need to quit romanticizing the theater because everyone should watch stuff at home according to Netflix. But that I agreed with. I don't think I've ever heard you romance the theater. Well, you know what? <laughs> I would like to, and I do. Now, as far 
As far as it wasn't for all the other jerks. Exactly. <laughs> I, I decided it's like this. If you were I, sitting at home, you wouldn't have this problem. I decided it's like this. The theater is like church to me when it comes to movies. I, re- I, I remember, you know, seeing movies in the theater, and it's a better experience as far as the huge screen and sure. the sound. And if you go to church, there's going to be sinners. That's where they go. <laughs> and there's all these popcorn eating with their mouth open laughers and slurpers that are going to come to church too. And I'd like to save them. One of those (laughs) dine-in theaters. But anyway, he was saying, and I I agreed with and didn't agree with what he was saying, but just that people romanticize the theater and think about these great movies that they have watched in their lives. But a much higher percentage of great movies you saw, you saw at home. You see most of your movies at home, and you know, isn't it just as good an experience I agree. Well, going to the movies was an event when you were a kid. Right. It still is to me. Yeah. I, I, it, I know, but I mean, that's why you have such fond memories of it. Yeah. It's that whole nostalgia there is, of... There is that, and there. I agree. Some people use that argument, and I kind of agree with that, too, because I do remember specifically seeing things when I was younger in the theater, but you can more duplicate the experience nowadays. Oh, we yeah. have much bigger screens and better sound systems and everything, and but you can't, you're never going to have that size of screen. You're never going to have that booming sound system mm-hmm. and community experience regardless of how loud they're chomping sometimes. But you you will see movies like, you have seen some great movies that, are, you know, some of your favorites of all time you saw at home. It's But it's you an know. experience. It's just like going to watch a live band versus listening to CD yeah. or uh MP3. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I, I, I don't remember some, I mean, I remember like, liking or loving movies that I saw at home, but I don't remember that moment when I was watching it. But I do remember when I saw certain movies in the theater, you know, how big of a deal it was. Yeah. And I, I, you know, there are some movies that are just theater movies. I don't care how, you know, you can get the same experience at home, kind of, but it's like, I, I, I wish, you know what it is? My biggest thing is if you sit and watch it in the theater, you're not on your phone. It's so mm-hmm. hard to get out of that grip. Well, you're not supposed to be. On right. right. But for the most part, you're not on your phone. At home, it's too easy to slip into that yep. thing, and you're not catching every detail. You're not just putting down the phone and watching a movie and seeing everything. It's not so much about the screen being bigger so you can see everything. It's that your eyes are only on it. You know, you're, you're engrossed in the movie. And that's what I love about the experience. I don't feel like I should, I know I should be on my phone, so I'm not. And man, if I'm at home, I'm on my phone if I'm watching anything. Well, just how we were talking about, like, this is us. Like, I had my phone prepped and ready, and my wife goes, put your phone down, you're watching this. I'm like, damn it. (laughs) That's, that's my problem though. If it's a show, a TV show or a movie, I, like, if I want to see it, I watch it. I don't play with my phone. Or, you know, if it's something I don't care about, just on in the background, I'll be cooking dinner or whatever. Right. But if it's well, something... come on, Mr. Analog. Well, exactly. That's why if that's why it takes me so long to watch all these shows and to do... And to, I'm so far behind on all this stuff because I don't just throw them on and watch six episodes in a day while I'm working. Like, if I'm... Yeah. If, I, if it's something I'm interested in, I have to focus 100% on it. That's... I applaud that. I can't do it. I can't. I have such limited time. Yeah, I'm doing all, you know, yeah. trying to multitask. And I like that escape to the theater where I 
feel like I don't have a choice. So mm-hmm. I'm not drawn into, well, I got I got another notification. What's that? Who's saying something, you know? Well, you maybe know. it's just because I don't ever get notifications. <laughs> Nobody ever calls or texts me. Like today. <laughs> so I, was, I was like, oh, two hours, no one is uh, buzzing me. Okay. I was inking Kong while watching the Iron Fist, and the screen was like right below my screen where I was inking so I could see both of them at the same time. And I kept having notifications and I ignored all the notifications and those were the two things that I was focused on. Well, I will say to your point, like I saw Grindhouse in the theater mm-hmm. and that was the best movie-going experience I've ever had. Right. That would be a the great Planet thing. Planet Terror, yeah. uh, Robert, Robert Rodriguez and Death Proof from Quentin Tarantino. It was such a great crowd, about half full theater. People were into it, laughing, cheering, screaming, you know, talking back to the theater, talking back to the screen. And it was amazing. And I've watched both those at home since, and they're not that good. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there are definitely event movies. I'm sure King Kong, you know, hearing people gasp when he walks out, like, going, when I went saw Force Awakens three times, it was, you know, opening night was crazy, yeah. you know. And yeah, people are a little loud and stuff, mm-hmm. but you, you, sometimes you just don't care, you know. No. It's, it's, there's a lot of pluses to go to the theater. What he's getting at, what they're building towards is these things that are releasing on Netflix. I mean, their production is getting bigger and bigger. Oh yeah. They want to get to a point where it is releasing in the theater the same day it's releasing on Netflix. And if that, you, however you choose to watch it, is how you choose. If you want to go to the theater and see it on the big screen like that, you can. Like, mm-hmm. like this this Will Smith movie coming out. You know, with orcs. That, yeah, it's like some people might like to see that on the big screen. You know, it, it looks like an action movie. You know, just you know, of course he's biased. He wants pe- he wants people to say it's just as good at home, but it isn't. You know, it's it, certain things can be. Some things need to be at the theater. And I think a lot of it has to do with focusing on one thing. So so few people do that anymore. And I'm as guilty as anybody. Anyway. So all you listeners out there, put your phones down. Oh, wait a minute. You're probably listening to it. <laughs> yeah. Turn your phone up. Um, there uh, came out this week was the second season of Love on Netflix. Did anybody watch any of that first what season? What is it? Love, love, Judd what Apatow is, show. Yeah, I know what you're talking Got, about, but I haven't watched it. Uh, I love Gillian Jacobs, but yeah, I haven't watched. She's gr- she's just so fantastic in it. Her is the, it a Netflix series? Yeah. I know nothing about Judd this. Apatow Netflix series. Yeah, a year or so ago was the first season. This is the second. There, mm. I think there's like ten episodes first season, twelve the second. Um, it's good. I really liked it. It had a I don't know. The guy's like Paul Rust or something. Some guy. I don't remember ever seeing him in anything else. It's just about relationships. And it's it's amusing. It's worth watching. Mm-hmm. The uh, Had Rich Summer in it. Was that guy I made the game piece for? Mm-hmm. I congratulated him today. Anything. <laughs> well, so still rubbing elbows. <laughs> Drop that name like time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Table's bent now. Oh, yeah. Um, Master None. Did anybody watch that first season? It's good. Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. had like his own. Oh, I thought that was, was like, like a comedy special. No, no, this was a probably ten episode show. Just kind of a character of his life, his parents, and his. You know, it's just a sitcom type thing. But another Netflix show. It was really good. Second season starts May twelfth. Well, so. I haven't been given enough fingers to. 
my ratings yeah. on Netflix. <laughs> this is a thumber. Did you watch the first <laughs> season of it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I'm trying to think if this is the right show or not. Was there a like? I'll just continue on. That's, anyway, anybody, anybody that doesn't know about it, check it out. I thought it was good. That's about it. And I watched that one you guys recommended. The I don't feel it. Home in this world anymore yes. or whatever. Well that was great. Wasn't yep. it? That was amazing. Yep. Uh, that's how hard I threw it. <laughs> <laughs> I finally get to say it. How freaking great was that? That was one of the I, best lines I've it, ever heard. And it so spoke to me because those two characters are the exact two halves of my personality. <laughs> that like is right, the, yeah. Like nihilistic depression that everything's terrible on one side. And I'm also... A nerd in sleeveless t-shirt, one to throw, <laughs> one to throwing stars, and uh, yeah. my impotent rage <laughs> filled with this, like, ah, I gotta yeah. go out and conquer the world. Very good movie on Netflix. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. We talked about it. it was directed by Macon Blair, who is stars in the movies that Jeremy Saulnier does, and it kind of reflects. He, you can tell he's worked with him. It's it can be like all of a sudden brutally violent and well done in that respect, but still just you know. Just well done. It's, and it also had stuff. a scene set at a flea market, which I've always wanted to write a story, or screenplay, something set at a, the world of flea markets, like right. you know, rinky-dinks we have locally. Right, yeah. There you So set. many odd, colorful characters, and the setting is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah, seeing that, I'm like, yeah, somebody did it. They went to the dirt mall. and, and <laughs> they the, did. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, the dirt mall. That's from, uh, <laughs> oh, mall rats. Yeah, mall rats. <laughs> Yeah, that w- that would be good if you were going to do something. You have to use what your strengths are. If anyone was going to film anything around here, they definitely yeah. should work rinky dinks <laughs> into it. Man, I saw where uh, now it's for our local listeners, but I I saw on Facebook today where our flea market. So you gone to you gone to listeners check out. <laughs> 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 when you told me that we had you not going to enjoy <laughs> yeah when you told me that we had downloads in Uganda I was like oh my gosh well they're not going to like our local news <laughs> it was rated yeah it was rated one of the top flea markets oh Ohio. I thought you like rate like the cops <laughs> they rated, rated him no. they, they had bootleg <laughs> copies of Star Wars I've seen some sketchy stuff up there I don't know <laughs> they're really selling drugs oh, or guns that it? Anybody else watch anything? I got caught up on Flash. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, we're all the shows still going on. What's yeah. going on with Flash? What's going on with Avatar? Savitar went from CGI created Ugh. to a man in a suit. Oh, he's a man in the suit now. Yeah. And they figured out he can be hurt. And I here's I like this because this is going back to my one of my original theories. Mm. Of who Savitar is, and I think it's coming true because Savitar looks very much like Cobalt Blue, <laughs> and the um, oh, the forensic metahuman scientist that's on there that used to be on Harry Potter movies, mm-hmm. the he, Harry Potter dude. Yeah, he is going to end up being Savitar. Or because Savitar he's hasn't Doctor cur- Alchemy. Yeah. While Savitar keeps saying that he's about to be created in this in these last he couple episodes. The future, I yeah. guess, right? And what's gonna happen is this dude is gonna end up being adopted and he's gonna be the long lost brother of Barry Allen and he's gonna turn into Savitar. And then Barry will start dating him because he only dates his <laughs> <laughs> 
My wife. Actually, have that's a pretty good so theory because they've dropped several hints that Barry's like, "What did I ever do to you?" He's like, "You haven't done it yet." Ooh, so there's yes. like this. I like that kind ooh, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody else feel that Joe West, his days are numbered on the show? There's been a lot of foreshadowing with him. He's He's my favorite character on the show. He's one of the best actors on the show. And, like, there was a face he made on one of the – because I watched three episodes back-to-back, and I just bursted out laughing from a face he he made. Like, he's such a good character actor. Mm -hmm. Um, I would rather see Iris die before him. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, I know, but. Well, all those estrogen points you build up. Just yeah, I was going to say, just all of a sudden, now people are going to be picked to die. Well, I love, Why does anybody have to die? I love Caitlyn Snow. You can keep her around. You can keep Jesse quick. Um, but Iris, I just feel like her character flipped. Like, I mean, it's it's not her fault. It's the script's fault. Oh, but, my gosh. Yes, these last couple episodes, they have flipped back and forth so many times. They, they, she got engaged. I don't want to be engaged, but we should be engaged. But you engaged me under false pretenses. Yeah, right there. And then Jesse Quick, uh, I have to stay on this earth. Well, you got to go back to Earth 2. No, I must stay. And then her dad leaves. Like, well, I should probably go to Earth 3. Like, it, they just flip-flop the, 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 the needs of the plot dictate yeah. what any character has a thought. They build it. Yes. Well, like Joe West, like, when he, like, pulls Barry aside after he founds out he asked her to marry her, he, like... Is very genuine, like talking about why didn't you ask me? Why didn't you ask me if you're allowed to marry your sister or not? <laughs> but he's very like, and then also when Jesse Quick's like, oh well, Jay Garrick from Earth Three is gone, so I'm gonna go protect Earth Three. What about Earth Two? There's no Flash there either. <laughs> Although I did think there was one Ooh, he is Easter. Fired up. There was one Easter egg. No, even want to talk about that. That I had to rewind to make sure I was correct. But when we went to Gypsy's Earth on Earth nineteen, did you catch who was playing that Flash? Huh? Did you? Huh? I don't. The remember. Accelerated Man. Was that, was that him? Well, she was talking to a Flash on Earth nineteen. I don't know what he was called. Accelerated Man. Okay. Okay. Did I you don't see? remember that scene in the least, so I must really? not have noticed it. It was when... I who, thought who? you sat No, down I was doing... This is a show. You were thinking. This is a show I do other things to. Oh, okay. yeah. That's that, all right. That, you can see my, my thumb... Eat your words. <laughs> <laughs> you should see where his thumb's at, guys. <laughs> it was the guy that played Hunter Zolomon. Oh, Okay. From that one. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, I remember yeah. that actor showing back up. I don't remember the circumstance. Yeah. So, and, and of course, Gypsy's little love triangle with, uh, uh, I guess. Vibe? Uh, yeah, with Vibe. Or Vibes. Who's here? I heard a door. We're here. Okay. Um, <laughs> I we did not I'm, shut a door. <laughs> I'm behind <laughs> on Arrow. Um, Supergirl, I'm caught up, but Supergirl's gotten in a weird place where it's just kind of going by the numbers. Like, it's falling into that flash where it's just going by the numbers. There's no character development, no plot development. It's just kind of falling the road. Well, it's another one where they pick fights with each other just so yeah. there's I, drama here between the I think Monel's got to go. Yeah. It's yeah. time for somebody to stick him with a lead pencil or something <laughs> get him out of there. Oh, well, we never talked about the last episode of Supergirl. Terry Hatcher shows up at the very end. And yeah. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. I assume those are Daxamites and they're the parents of Monel, is my thoughts. 
Which I got, I just worry about old Dean Kane seeing Terry Hatcher traded up to Kevin no Sorbo doubt. from him. There is going to be some kind of interaction between them. That is not a trade up. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I was Ooh. staring at him, waiting to see if he'd let that go. No, I got to admit, Dean Kane's a handsome man. <laughs> Although yeah, I did dude. want him, I saw him uh, with yeah. mitten things. <laughs> No, I saw him at a con one I did time, too. and I did a double take. Oh, like that, like that is a fine that is a handsome man. Like just the, the teeth were sh- like I, he had a glint in his sparkle. teeth. Yes, yeah. I was like that. Okay, he had like shade your eyes. <laughs> oh, Superman. <laughs> now I did want because we saw where Dean Cain's character gets a cyborg type arm. I wanted him to kill Cyborg Superman and take his place. Cyborg Manhunter Man. <sighs> I just rolled my eyes so hard because that character makes absolutely no sense. And Who is Dean Kane supposed to be that he's got a cyborg arm? He is Kara's adoptive Earth dad. Okay. The Danvers. The Danvers. Okay, yes. okay. Uh, he's been missing for 15 some odd years. Mm. And he shows up in Cadmus. And he showed up on last season. What's Cadmus? We ain't got that. Kind you have of never read a <laughs> Superman comic, have you? No. Ah, yes, you I have, but I don't know what Cadmus me. is. I don't know what Krypton is. Anyway, he's part of Cadmus, and they're the evil scientists that want to destroy oh, yeah. aliens in this series. Gotcha. They're, 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 we're to the point on the show where uh, we have, we're capturing aliens to deport them. Oh. And they're building a space wall to keep out at least. That sounds like some reflection. Mm-hmm. Or a space arc. But, good thing to know that the aliens aren't paying for it. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and Michael takes a swing at topical political humor. Oh, great. Are you going to preempt the history of comedy? Okay. I, I, legends? Anyone watching Legends? Oh, sorry. I, it is so silly. <laughs> but this last episode, have you, are you caught up, Cliff? What was remind me what the which, Apollo thirteen? No, I have not seen that one. All right, I saw. I stopped the episode. We'll talk before. about that when you've seen it. Then. Okay, <laughs> but you still you like it, dude? I, I'm enjoying it. Where's your thumbs at? <laughs> Do you know how many it's time how travel shows there are now? Ton. Like they already had a bunch, and now there's like two or three more started recently. Like I. My head is spinning. Like I don't know Jack how. the Ripper comes to modern yeah. days. I can't believe that show got green. Yeah, that looks terrible. And there's a. I watched like a half hour of it in the middle of of like the yeah. premiere two hour episode. Did you catch him and fewer moves than Sherlock? Yeah, Hall? yeah. I was done. I turned. <laughs> I turned him in. It was over. Had his little notebook out there. Oh, it was great. It's not a little notebook. It is. It is a, it's an adorable little notebook. It, it is really. It is as notebooky a notebook as <laughs> Dean Kane is a pretty man. <laughs> trying to feign like being offended. Um, there was some other time travel show that came out lately too, and I was like, "That's got to be like ten in the last year." It's weird. Which I love the genre, but come on, you're diluting it a little bit. On the nerd scale, like we've got everything that we've asked for. I mean, all these Don't shows. Tell us that we went from stars You're to thumbs to the nerd scale. But what? Well, but seriously, like as kids, you know, I had sliders, which right. I lo- sliders. I love that show. 
Which one's that? Is that all? Oh, that's one. Jerry O'Connell. Jerry yeah, Cue Ball. Yeah. What was I like? What was the professor? Voyagers. Was there one called Voyager? No, it was Star Trek. No, no. Trek. Voyagers. There was one. I'm not gonna try. No, there was please. some kid with like big black permy hair. I know I'm older than you guys, so I, some of the stuff I don't even try <laughs> to explain. But there was some sort of show where they like traveled through time. There's like three of them: a guy and this kid and. I'll have to look it up, and I'll let you know next episode. Mm-hmm. But I knew he had, like, big frizzy hair. But anyway, I thought with, you would know. With sliders, they went from parallel Earth to parallel Earth. And I love, of course, that's my favorite concept, alternate Earths. However, some of these Earths were really dumb and hokey and cheesy, and it was so dumb, but I still loved it. And, like, today we have all this mainstream nerdism shows that, you know, as a kid we were dying to have. That's all I got, guys. 1982, season 1983. 11-year-old orphan's life is dramatically altered when he encounters an eccentric time traveler named Phineas Bog. (laughs) 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 Together they travel through history to help shape events as they occur. Voyagers is a swashbuckling action-packed series and was the inspiration for Quantum Leap. Huh. Time uh, for a reboot on that one. Yeah, yeah. reboot it. It was only, it looks like one season, but I remember watching it. It, it was like, it was precious to us. Like you're saying, yeah. we only had so much. You Land know. before time, you know? Yeah. I mean, I hated <laughs> Time Bandits. Do you, do you remember Time Bandits? I love Time Bandits. Oh, it's a good yeah. movie. I was going to tell you, you guys, speaking of shows from the 80s, do you remember the. Not the, but amazing stories. Steven, yeah. Sp- Steven Spielberg's mm-hmm. amazing yes. stories. Like you actually watched it, you remember it. Yes. yes. What ep- did any episodes stand out? To you? The animated one with the dog. Okay. I remember the one with the mummy. I always think of the one with the mummy, like the guy. I think I remember the intro more than anything. That's what I remember. Yeah, oh, it was good. Song. Yeah, it was good. Anyway, they're redoing it. Brian Fuller's. I announced this a year or so ago, but um, there was some more news on it. Because originally those those episodes were like done by big big names they had like Martin Scorsese, Clint Eastwood, Robert Zemeckis. This was in like eighty five to eighty seven. Yeah, some of they had like a guest director, right? Whatever. That reminds me of. Did you ever ever Hold watch on. like? Hold on, okay. let me finish. So anyway, they've got some people to run some of the episodes. It was like Patton Oswalt. Kumail Nanjiani. Oh, they're sticking with like the anthology yes. kind of idea. That's yeah. cool. Uh, Emily Gordon, Kumail's wife, and Jane Goldman. I, apparently, she was screenwriter, Kick Ass, and uh, X Men First Class, Days of Future Past, stuff like that. But um, so I'm betting she knows Matthew Vaughn. There's <laughs> like everything listed here that he's involved in. But anyway, people we like are gonna. Do anthology stories for amazing stories. So I'm yeah. in as long as they like you. Mm-hmm. I'm attached to the theme song. They gotta yeah. have that. So <laughs> absolutely. Uh, what's, what's that, that on? It, I, I can't find it. I don't know. I'm guessing Netflix or something like that. <clears throat> what were you gonna say, Michael? I just like how that intro. Another one was I think it was called Monsters or something. And it had a really. It was an anthology horror show, but it had this really unique like alien intro of. Like these alien monsters were sitting down to watch TV, and it was just like oh, okay. it drilled in my brain. I don't remember that? Yeah, that is all I have, guys. That's that quite a bit. Two hours ago, I had like three things, but 
And I was like, wait, we have a show tonight. Yeah. I will have to say that this felt like one of our more entertaining episodes. <laughs> Are you not entertained? <laughs> I am entertained. Anybody that actually stayed this long as we wrap it up, I applaud Michael for admitting his feelings and watching these shows that make him cry or or not watching shows that make him cry. I'm going to go ahead and admit that I watched those Nashville episodes. I was waiting and for cried it. like a baby. Okay. Cried like a baby. And I in all honesty, We're all admitting awkward things tonight. I, I, I have to. You don't know how many times I've gone, damn it, Deacon. <laughs> and my wife just looks over at me and is like, he just gets me every time. Ugh. I, I don't like This Is Us. I've tried watching it. I, we went back and watched these last couple episodes of this first season, and I don't get it. Like, I don't know why everybody hmm. loves it. Because it's it just, got multiple time frames. I know, but they're not pulling it off as far as, like, what they set up in that finale did not happen. No. What they set, it did not happen. I was like, that's what I tuned in for. I was like, okay, I skipped the middle of the season. Yeah, I saw many, the next day on Facebook, I saw many of my female friends, yeah. like, I didn't see the uproar, but I thought, pay off. I thought I would have heard about it, but I was like, okay, I'm going to tune in and see how this wraps mm-hmm. up, and it didn't, and yeah. that was annoying. Nashville, like you said, killed off Connie Britton. Yeah. Her character. And that's, you know, and that's just setting you up to cry. But they did it so well for the next two episodes that it was just, it was ridiculous. Yeah, like. You didn't, you didn't stand a chance. Uh, I thought, I was really impressed. Like, as far as if you wanted to sit down and cry, there was no avoiding it. Yes. So, and I'll go ahead and admit it and be, be with you, Michael. And I, I, I applaud that when you go ahead and say, Wow, the shows universe make you cry. has cracked. That's right. Only like two people are left listening to this. <laughs> Just those Uganda people. Uganda. So, as we sign off tonight, I will say, Damn it, Deacon! <laughs> Alas, I remain the illustrious Michael K. Easton. This one's going out to you, Dean Kane. I'm Jordan Love. <laughs> I'm Cliff Barnes, and you can find us at... Oh, right. Yeah, we usually... Uh, do that. <laughs> Whatever. Somebody's got to remember the <laughs> stuff. On. The Kapow Podcast on Twitter. You find us on Facebook. Kapow, the pop culture cod, uh, podcast. Podcast. <laughs> That's a different show. <laughs> Kapow, the pop culture cod piece. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still at your local Walmart. And we have that website. We've been talking about making merchandise. Yeah. A line of Ooh, nobody's doing that. How <laughs> cod pieces. I love that idea. And you'll know when you, you see know somebody. P-P-C-P? Yeah. When you see people out on the street with a cod piece on, you'll know. <laughs> you'll be like, hey, there's, there's another Jesse. www.udownwithkpp.com. I merely think of dust till dawn. Like the little gun cod piece. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. a microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want one now. <laughs> I'm stuck. <coughs> Screw t shirts. <laughs> I want microphone oh. cod pieces. <laughs> oh. Oh. They're I'm hot sorry. in Uganda. <laughs> Can I stop now? You better not. This might be something. Is there anything else? All right. Goodbye forever. 
Kapow, the pop culture podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. So are we doing a whole different computer? Is this an all different setup this week? I'm just checking. I need to know where we're at. computer... I want a spreadsheet of all this, some sort of Excel program. This is probably the fastest computer that we've been on yet. Why have we always been using the fastest thing ever? Why do we have to go, let's go. Why don't we use that piece of There he is, is that next week? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about using it. The next month we're getting the from water machine. Why are you, why are you holding it? Since when have you ever asked us if we're ready? Hi! <laughs> Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm ready. Are you ready, Freddie? I'm ready, Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. We're doing it. We're live, baby. I can't hear myself. Oh, here we go. Here, oh, boy. Why are you holding it? How many podcasts have we done? 50 some? 50? Yeah, if you shake it around, it'll... Shout out. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to insult him on that live podcast. So did I. <laughs> I stopped myself because I was like, like <laughs> I was conscious of that at the last second. I was like, I got to not. Yeah, it, there's definitely a point in there where you see it walk <laughs> over me. Like, hey, I can't say, mm. this isn't Michael. And I'm talking about it. <laughs> I slammed him a little bit ago. Boy, we should have had that on the podcast. It was good. Let's reenact it. Yeah, we needed me on a lap. Yeah, well. Uh, we need. We had other players involved. Bring out my inner Danny Rain. Just take a knee. <laughs> what? I didn't see Danny Rain take a knee yet. Not on Netflix. I will not get angry at this podcast. Oh. I thought that was uh, the Hulk. I will turn a blind eye and take your justice up your mouth. Now he's Daredevil. Injustice of your mouth. We're recording because that was good. We've been recording this whole entire time. Well, we can't have all that. No. (laughs) (laughs) We'll leave in the injustice of my mouth. (laughs) That'll be the end of the show.